Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. The last time we met together, I gave you an unsolicited recommendation. I admit you did not ask me for it, and yet I gave it anyway. Hopefully this was well received by you. Many times in life we get certain recommendations that we really do not care for. We take the car to the auto mechanic and he says, I recommend you buy a new car. We go to see the doctor and she says, I recommend you drop 20 pounds by cutting out salt, sugar, and fat from your diet, including Diet Coke. The counselor recommends we see the psychologist. Ah, these are not the kind of recommendations that tend to sit well with us. But I am no mechanic or medical doctor, nor am I a counselor psychologist. I am a Bible teacher, and my friendly recommendation was this. Get a hold of a piece of blank paper or hit the computer and do the following. Copy and paste or write down Genesis 4 verse 11 on the top half of the paper. Then copy and paste or write down Genesis 4 verse 12 on the bottom half of the paper. When you look down, you will have a top-down, broad view of both verses. What you will see is that the first part of verse 11 matches the first part of verse 12. And the second part of verse 11 matches the second part of verse 12. Did you do this? If so, what did you see? If not, there is still time. Please do so today. Also, last time, we began our exploration of verse 11 by noting that Cain is the first person to be personally cursed by God. I am reading Genesis 4, verse 11. God says to Cain, Now you are cursed from the ground. We said that God the judge sentences Cain the convict to be cursed. And we noted other verses in Scripture where God curses people. I will not repeat what was said. You can always get caught up on the free God Is podcast from godisministry.org. That's godisministry.org. Check this out, especially if you were not with us yesterday. There is another word here in the first part of Genesis 4.11 that is of interest to us, and that is the word ground. God says, now you are cursed from the ground. To translate into the English language, this Hebrew word as ground is a job well done by translators. And that word ground from the first part of verse 11 matches the word ground explained in the first part of verse 12. If you are able to look down at your paper now with both verses printed one above the other, you will see this. Genesis 4 verse 11a reads, Now you are cursed from the ground. Genesis 4 verse 12a reads, When you cultivate the ground. But there is also another possibility when translating the Hebrew word. Ground is good, but we can also translate this word as land 
or country. Genesis 4, verse 11a can be read, Now you are cursed from the land, or Now you are cursed from the country. If Cain was cursed from the land or from the country, that means he was, in the wise words of Merrill Unger, Cain was a roving exile seeking asylum elsewhere. And that is true. If you peek down at verse 12b, you will see God tells Cain, quote, You will be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth. That certainly describes exile and seeking asylum elsewhere. So that in verse 11, the word ground is a good translation and corresponds to the first part of verse 12. Or the words land or country are a good translation and correspond to the second part of verse 12. Either way, this all fits neatly together as God would have it. With that in mind, let's get further into the Bible and see what happens with this ground. Let me read all of Genesis 4, verse 11. Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Well, that's interesting. Remember, Cain killed Abel in the field, says verse 8. And also recall that Cain was an agriculturalist. He was a farmer who worked the soil every day. Genesis 4 verse 2 says, Cain was a tiller of the ground. But now, that soil, that ground which Cain was so used to tilling, to farming, and to working over, that same ground has now opened up and received his brother's blood. All that blood poured out in the field, exited Abel's dying body, and drenched the ground, and from that ground called out to God for judgment upon Cain. The ground which drank Abel's blood will no longer be a ground which yields a harvest for farmer or agriculturalist Cain. And this leads us directly into verse 12. I told you these two verses fit tightly together. God continues, When you cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its strength to you. In other words, Cain, no matter how hard you work, no matter how innovative your skills are as an agriculturalist, this ground will not yield its strength, its harvest, its, its fruit, its vegetables to you. God is saying, Cain, you and the ground are no longer going to be friends. You can be out there morning, noon, and night, and overnight, and still the ground will not produce for you. This is what God means by, you are cursed from the ground. The interpretation of you are cursed from the ground in verse 11a is found in verse 12a. When you cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its strength to you. There is now an unbridgeable divide between Cain and the ground because God says so. God has cursed Cain. Our theologian friend, Dr. Alders, says this curse is a sharpening of the curse found in Genesis 3, and I agree. We looked at that yesterday. 
God cursed the serpent, and God cursed the ground, and here God cursed Cain. So again, just to make sure we got it, when God says, you are cursed from the ground, what he means is, when you cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its strength to you. We should read verses 11a and 12a together. And now let's take a look at verse 12b. The second part of verse 12 of Genesis 4 quotes God as saying to Cain, you will be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth. God says Cain will be a man who roams the earth, always looking for a place to settle down. Since this ground will not produce food for him and his family, he will have to roam around from place to place, searching, seeking, and begging for his sustenance. In the Hebrew, this last part of verse 12 speaks to moving to and fro, to wander. It speaks of one continually on the move, wandering around in fear and in danger, the restless wanderer. This will be Cain. Verse 11b reads, Receive your brother's blood from your hand. And verse 12b reads, you will be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth. Do you see the connection? God says, Cain, you killed your brother and his blood spilled down into the ground. So now I sentence you to be a vagrant and a wanderer on this earth. We should read verses 11b and 12b together. In remarkably similar ways. What happened to Cain is what happens to everyone who commits sin and refuses to come to God through his son, Jesus Christ, and to say from the heart, meaning it, I am sorry, please forgive me. For the person who has no faith in Christ, for the person who just keeps on sinning without any remorse, even for the religious person, the churchgoer, the religious but not the righteous, that person will always be a restless wanderer, a fugitive from God, on the run, hiding out, fooling themselves into believing they can get away with willful disobedience. But there is no peace in such a lifestyle. There is no real inner sense of calm. In the words of the very gifted Christian singer and songwriter Keith Green, who is now with the Lord, you can run to the end of the highway and still not find what you're looking for. Is it possible that I am speaking to you today, a vagrant and a wanderer from the living God? Sure, that is possible. In the providence and sovereignty of God, you have tuned in. And I just want to say to you, in the most gracious, yet convincing way possible, you cannot outrun God. Because of your unconfessed sin, because you have not trusted in Jesus Christ, believed in him, the Lord may have turned you out as a wanderer. But you can be sure that all of that will change the moment you show even the smallest measure of faith. We believe in Christ by faith, not by our good works. So right now, set aside any plans to work your way back to God. 
Do not try to win his favor by the work you do, but rather trust in the work Christ has already done for you. Give up, surrender, turn yourself into God. No longer be that restless wanderer, but be at peace with God. Do you want to talk about this? Well, reach out to me today and then join me again tomorrow for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.